what do I do with the money? So now you have a little bit of extra money that you wouldn't have had ordinarily. What should you do with it? Are you looking to create more money, more options, and more fun? Hi, I'm Chris McCarron, and each week my guests and I will share our experiences with real estate investing and do our best to help empower you to start creating wealth yourself. Welcome to Women Creating Wealth. If you're ready to get started, visit womencreatingwealth.net. For now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, welcome back to Women Creating Wealth. Let's say that you want to become a real estate investor and you know that this is in your future, but right now you just don't have anything. You feel like you just have nothing, but you know what? I'm sure you have something. Take a moment to take inventory of your assets. What are they? Do you have any available space in your house? Do you have stuff that you could potentially sell to get rid of? Do you have a vehicle that you don't use all the time that you could put out there to do some type of a vehicle share? Is there anything that you have that someone else would pay for? How about some knowledge? How about is there anything that you know that somebody would pay you to find out? There has to be something because every human being has some kind of an asset. So first thing we need to do is to like focus in and figure out what that could be. And it's this can be really challenging because most people think that everybody else can do all they can do plus all the cool things that the other person can already do. But that isn't the case. There are things, I bet, if you think about it, what is your family call to ask you about? What do your friends always call you and say, oh, can I? Can you help me with this thing? Whatever that thing is, I bet it's going to be something that you could sell to someone who isn't a friend who you don't want to right, take take their money. <laughs> but if you think about it, you have something. There has to be something that you have that you could sell, whether it be a service, like are you a fantastic house cleaner? There's got to be something that you can do better than the average person that someone would pay you for. Again, maybe this is a room in your house. Ideally, right? You could get started right away house hacking. Maybe you have a large yard and you could do something there. But that's the like step one is I want you to sit down and think, what are my assets? And list them out because I'm reasonably sure that there's more than one asset that you have. So sit down, think about them, reason them out, make a list, and then start doing some research to discover which ones would potentially be the most lucrative. I mean, there are only so many hours in the day. If you're selling something that requires your work, which we want to get you done doing as quickly as possible, but if that's how you're going to get started, it's completely okay. Just figure out who, which one of these many assets is going to be the most lucrative. And potentially you could do more than one at a time. So let's say, oh, you know, I can sleep on the couch and rent my bedroom because I really want to fast track this thing. I'm definitely diligent and I want to get started. So I'm just going to stay at my boyfriend, partner's, whoever's house and rent out my house. Or I'm going to stay with my parents for a month and rent out my house during this high season that happens in my area, right? I live in New Orleans and Mardi Gras coming up. And so actually not this year, but already finished. But let's just say, right, there's something coming up in town. It's a big music festival. It only happens once a year. I'm going to rent my house for that week or month or day or whatever it is, weekend. 
And I'm just going to stay with a friend. I'm just going to leave town and stay with someone else and rent out my house. Or like I said, I'm going to sleep in a tent in the backyard and I'm going to rent out my house. Whatever the case may be, whatever you feel is going to be the most lucrative and it's going to get you to your goals the most quickly. Write all that stuff down. Figure out which ones you can do, you know, complementarily, like in addition, like I'm going to rent my car and my house while I'm staying at my friend's place in the city. And that's going to get me a nice little boost. Now, once you discover which ones are going to give you the most amount of money, so maybe you say, oh, I can house sit for someone, right? I'm really responsible. So I'm going to go house sit at someone else's house and take care of their pet because I'm a very, I love animals. So I'm going to go take this job, house sitting at someone's home, taking their care of their animal. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to rent my own flat, my own house, my own apartment, my own condo, whatever you have. And because I'm going to be staying there all the time and just walking the animal, I'm going to also do my car. So now you've got your house rented, your car rented, plus you're making money by taking care of someone's animal. Potentially in addition to your own job, right? You don't have to stop doing whatever it is that you do for normal money while these other things are happening. So that's all going on and you're getting this extra money. Now, and maybe at the same time you're giving classes on Zoom on how to, you know, properly care for your animal, how to, maybe you're giving classes on, you you know, on Zoom, teaching people how to, you know, cook a frittata for breakfast. Whatever the case may be, there's somebody who's willing to pay for the knowledge you have. Just figure out who it is, what it is, how you're going to be able to do the most things and make the most money. And then what do I do with the money? So now you have a little bit of extra money that you wouldn't have had ordinarily. What should you do with it? My first question to you is, what is your credit score? If you have an amazing credit score and virtually no debt, then you're going to be able to just accumulate this money and very quickly purchase something or lease something that you're going to be able to use to do either short-term rental, long-term rental, or do a flip, whatever. You're going to be able to fast track your way if you already have great credit and you really don't have any major debt. Now, what if you don't have great credit? What if you have all kinds of debt? Does it make sense to try to pay that off or should you just like fast track to something that's going to potentially make you more money? Well, so here I want to get back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago, which is mindset. If you feel like oh my God, this thing has to pay off. This investment I'm making has to pay off because I've got all this debt. I've got all these bills I have to pay. This really sucks. That's not going to put you into the great mindset that you need in order to manifest abundance. If you're feeling broke, you need to take the money and either put it in the bank where you can watch it grow or you need to pay off some debt where you can watch it go down. Now, there have been times in my life when I have had a lot of debt because I sort of have that speculative mindset, like, mm, I'll just pay all this money for this place and then I'll, you know, it'll pay off really fast and then I'll make all this money. But in the meantime, I've had all this debt and it doesn't feel good. It does not feel good. So what I've done when I've got to the point where I know that I'm going to have some ability to pay off some of this debt is I make a spreadsheet and I put on all the debt that I owe to anybody and then I, I put the uh, amount that I have available. So if I have a credit card with $10,000 available balance, I'll put that in the first 
something. So I'll say, you know, capital one, $10,000, capital two, $3,000, right? I'll just write down each individual thing, what the name of it is, how much available credit I have, and then I'll write how much do I actually, or how much credit is there when everything's paid off. And then I'll write how much do I owe. So that gives you like, oh, I have a $10,000 line of credit and I have $97.50 that I owe. Okay, I only have $250 available credit there. So that's going to be the first two lines is how much of a credit line do you have and how much do you owe them? And then the next one, don't put the formula yet. The next one is the interest rate that you're paying. So for example, Right now, I already paid off all my debt, except I have two cards. I have a Jordan's Furniture card, and I have another card that have a zero interest rate. So those, I'm not paying off. There's no reason for me to pay those off. I'm just leaving them there, and they're just going to sit there and do their thing. So in, in your case, you might do the same thing. So you might, you list everything, you, you sort, you're then going to sort it by interest rate when you're done. Not by how much you owe them. That's not what's important. You're going to sort it by interest rate. I know the Dave Ramsey method is like you pay off the smallest ones first so that you can get that great feeling that you're paying stuff off. Personally, I feel like you need to pay off the ones with the highest balance, with the highest interest rate because that's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck. There's no sense paying off a bill that's $250 but zero interest to me, when you're getting $250 a month in interest charges on a different card, right? To me, highest interest has to get paid off first. So that's the next column. How much interest are you paying for this debt? And then you can put your thing that says how much available credit you have there, because I love to see that number going up. And so you know, imagine this Capital One, $10,000. I owe them $97.50. I'm paying 26% interest and I only have, and I have $250 available credit. And then, like I said, I'm going to, and then this other one, I pay 32%. And this other one, I pay 28%. So then I'm going to list them all out. Everything, even like, oh, I owe my brother 50 bucks, right? Everything's going to go on this sheet. And then you're going to take it all. So this is an Excel spreadsheet. And you're going to take it all or some type of, you know, it doesn't have to be. It can be a Google Doc, whatever. But a Google spreadsheet, a Google sheet, whatever. Uh, so you're going to put it all into some type of an automated spreadsheet. And then you're going to sort it by interest rate with the highest interest rates at the top. And then as you get this thing, so like, wow, I, I rented my house for a month. I rented my car. And I taught 50 people how to make frittatas at the same time that I was house-sitting. And so I ended up with $2,000 or $5,000 or whatever it may be. And you're going to take that and you're going to throw it all on your highest interest rate card, assuming you have one. And then you're just going to keep doing it. You're going to, because the thing is, back to mindset, it's so exciting to like see those numbers going down and to see the other available, the available credit going up. So you have to tally it at the bottom. So you, you tally up the total that has your avail, your uh, credit lines, available credit lines, or your credit lines. And then you tally up the one that says what I owe. And then you tally up the one that says, you know, what I have for available credit. And you're going to watch that change, right? You're going to watch the one that has the the money I owe is going to keep getting less and less and less. And the money you have available is going to keep getting more and more and more. Because if you, when you buy, let's say you're buying a flip, well, no matter what you're going to do, if you're going to get credit from somebody, 
they're going to want to see that you have great credit because you've been paying everything off over time. You've been paying attention to your credit. There's a whole episode that we did, which I'll put a link to, where we talked about how to imp- how to figure out what your credit score is and some things you can do to improve it. So please give that one a look because credit is so important and that's what you want to do with this available money that you're getting. So anyway, you, you've got your spreadsheet, you've got everything ready to go. And then what are you going to do with the balance? Let's say that you have now, you're starting to get some money accumulated. Oh, because that's another thing I want to say. You don't have to pay everything off before you start thinking about investing in something else. You just need to pay off to where ideally all of your cards have at least one third available. So if your credit line is $9,000 and you owe $3,000, that's one third of 3,000, one third of 9,000. Perfect, you can stop right there because that is making everybody happy. The credit card companies are happy. It's gonna improve your credit score. Remember that it does take a couple of months for your credit score to improve, but banks, if they're seeing that you're no more than one-third extended on all of your available credit, they love that. They think that's wonderful. So then you'll have good credit and you'll have the ability to borrow money and leverage and use leverage, which is can be a great thing. And actually, next week, let's talk about leverage. Let's talk about the pros and cons of leverage. But for now, this week, if you need some help, if you're trying to think like, Chris, I don't think I have any assets, or if you're just struggling with this and you're not sure what to do, I would love to help you. Just reach out. You, you can see on, on the, uh, in the form, in the, in the show notes, you'll find some contact info to shoot over to my website, and you can find my contact info there. And let's just connect. You know, Book a time in my calendar, and I'll help you. I want to help you. I want you to succeed. I want you to find me a couple years from now and say, oh man, Chris, I thought you were blowing smoke up my butt when you were saying that I could be financially successful, but now I am. That's the best kind of phone call. That is the kind of phone call that just warms my heart. So be that person. Give me that phone call in the meantime. Have an amazing, fantastic, wonderful week. And let's talk next week about leverage. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Women Creating Wealth. For more info, be sure to check out womencreatingwealth.net. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform and consider sharing the wealth with someone else who might enjoy it. See you next week.